You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Bemba. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with Howard Bender bringing you another Fantasy Football DFS podcast previewing week two's main slate. Uh, Howard and I are recording here on Thursday following the Thursday night football game between the Bengals and the Browns. Uh, Howard, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Nothing but hot takes galore here, riding a nice fantasy high uh, from this game. You know, Nick Chubb, two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, two touchdowns. Oh, Tyler I thought Boyd. we were supposed to be trading Nick Chubb. I thought. Oh, my God. I thought we were getting <laughs> supposed to be getting rid of him. Unbelievable. Yeah, right. Take that, everybody who is so crazy impatient. So uh, looking forward to, to the games this Sunday now. I'm hoping that. Uh, a lot of wrongs from week one will be right, and uh, and we'll be able to have another uh, another strong playbook showing uh, this week. We had some really good numbers last week from I mean, the, the quarterbacks. It was ridiculous. Um, running backs rock solid. Tight ends were good. Wide receivers, I would say, were kind of in the in the middle there. Um, but I'm ready to go for uh, for this week. I think uh, I think we've got a good grip on it. We're we're le- we're learning a lot about teams. Right now, and we're going to see how they match up here in week two, and that's only going to help us uh, move on down the line and, and be able to continue to isolate where we want to, you know, wh- what situations we want to attack. Yeah, for sure. And, and like you said, it, it's you know we're, we're, we don't want to overreact to week one, but we also want to at least pay attention a little bit uh, to what we can learn uh, from the week one uh, matchups and apply that uh, moving forward. Like you said, and we have a really big slate here. We have thirteen games on the DFS docket for week two. So a lot of things to get into here. So uh, let's not waste too much time. Yeah, obviously, you do the watch list that's been updated throughout the week. We have all of the coaches that are out there, matchup reports. We couldn't give you enough content uh, really to absorb everything that's going on here. Um, but let's kick it off at the quarterback position here and take a look at what I think is probably going to be uh, the obvious chalk, and that's going to be Dak Prescott home against Atlanta. Um, I think everybody just saw what Russell Wilson did against Atlanta, how bad that Atlanta defense is. We look at the game total in this game as well. It's like 53 and a half. I think you said it was, um, you know, so I think a lot of people are going to be going to Dak in this matchup, um, you know, but around him are some interesting um, options as well. So what do you think about the top tier of this quarterback position? Uh, The top tier of the QB position. I actually, you know what? I mean, I like it. I mean, I really do. You know, one of the things when, when I go through the watch list and, and I take a look at, uh, you know, at, at what we've got, uh, you know, I, I try to, you know, move away a little bit from some of the more obvious uh, plays. You know, I mean, anybody could sit there and tell you to start Lamar Jackson or, or, or Patrick Mahomes. So I think Dak was a good place to start. Um, you know, I think as far as uh, as far as the value goes, the money goes um, for what he is. Uh, let's just say for on DraftKings, 6,800. Um, I don't feel like you really need to go much higher. Uh, I don't think you need to go, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers at 69, Mahomes at 77, Lamar Jackson at 82. So I'll stay from, you know, away from there and I'll, you know, focus more on Dak, uh, Josh Allen and Matt Ryan, uh, 68, 67, 66 each. Uh, those are, you know, three of my favorites there in the sense of, uh, you're not, you know, you're, you're not going dirt cheap at the position, but you know, you got yourselves, uh, not the most expensive. 
Yeah, I'm going to be interested to see what the draft percentages come out to. Um, obviously, we get those numbers in uh, Friday as a first look. Um, because like you mentioned, you know, that tier right there, Rodgers, Prescott, Allen, all of them have great matchups. Obviously, Allen's going to be the one on the road there going into Miami. Rodgers home against the Detroit defense. We just saw Mitch Trubisky uh, throw three fourth quarter touchdowns against. We already talked about Dak. Um, you know, so I agree with you. I think that tier right there is going to be where a lot of the centralized ownership is, where you have Lamar and Mahomes, you know, much higher price. Both of those guys going to be on the road um, and maybe, uh, you know, some potential letdown. Uh, performances because of those road matchups. Uh, if you're looking at mid-tier Howard, I, I like Ben Roethlisberger here at home against Denver. Uh, again, Denver secondary is absolutely um, reeling right now with injuries. And Big Ben actually looked pretty good uh, as that game got going. Uh, he tagged Juju for two touchdowns. Uh, Deontay Johnson had 10 targets, and James Washington found the end zone as well. So uh, mid-tier-wise, Big Ben's my target. Yeah, I definitely like Big Ben a lot as, as far as that price goes. Um, you know, I mean, he's not far off really from those guys where he's, he's $300 cheaper than Matt Ryan. So, um, you know, I, I mean, if you, you, you want to look even further down the, the list there, uh, and go for, uh, you know, even, you know, cheaper, um, you know, I, I know that you, you cited to me when you and I did the anti up podcast, which, uh, you guys can all listen to it's, uh, link is right there on, uh, on fantasyalarm.com. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, and you were talking about Philip Rivers and throwing for you know as much as he threw and and his accuracy. Uh, you know, I, I'm yeah, for a GPP option for me uh, to look at him against Minnesota's defense. That uh, that that's probably you know where I'm going to hang out the most. Yeah, I mean, and, and like we like to talk about, you need to separate you know reality quarterbacking versus fantasy quarterbacking. You know, Philip Rivers may not have looked great you know, in actual football terms, but he put up almost 20 fantasy points at $6,000 last week. And now he's a hundred dollars cheaper against a defense that's going to be coming on the road. That was just smoked by Aaron Rodgers there. Now, of course, Aaron Rodgers, different level tier, Devontae Adams, you know, there's no Devontae Adams here on the Colts, but you know, Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton, you know, even maybe Pittman, they could have had themselves a day. Plus he threw to those running backs an absolute, ton, uh, whether it was Marlon Mack when he was healthy. Um, we know Naeem Hines got a ton of targets. Neither Jonathan Taylor got six targets. So um, I, th- I think you're right. 5900 for Phillip Rivers in this spot. Doesn't take much for him to pay off the price tag, and it's a great matchup for him. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I have really no desire to go much cheaper than that. I don't need say, to do you go... Have a, do you have a dumpster dive play, or should we save that one maybe for a dartboard? Um, I mean, no, I don't really have, I mean, Mitch Trubisky at 55 going up against the Giants. The Giants are just, I mean, that's a trashy, you know, defense. It really is. So, I mean, uh, that's probably the, the cheapest I would go for, but I don't think there's, there's really, there's, there's nothing cheaper on there that you would actually use. Don't, I mean, you're not going to use Fitzpatrick, right? I mean, to Rod Taylor against Kansas city, uh, do you think he's going to have to throw that much? So I think. Trubisky's probably the lowest I go. I like it. I think Trubisky, uh, you know, is a good call at 55. I mean, again, he wasn't playing very well until the end of that game there. Still only completed 55% of the passes, but bailed you out uh, with the three scores to come through. So, But like you said, home against a bad Giants D, not a terrible choice. Uh, let's go on over to the running back position. Howard, last week I asked you, do you have to spend up for Christian McCaffrey at $10,000? You said you didn't think you had to. He came through with 28 and a half fantasy points. 
They're on the road against Tampa Bay, which actually has, in my opinion, you know, a decent run defense, not the worst uh, on the road. So I ask you again, do you have to spend up and pay for Christian McCaffrey this week? No, you don't have to spend up to for Christian McCaffrey. And I, I like fading that the 10 grand uh, price tag. I think Derrick Henry uh, and Ezekiel Elliott are uh, are fantastic options uh, if you want to if you want to spend down a little bit from there. Um you know, I'm 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 always a sucker for Dalvin Cook. I only used him as a GPP option, uh, you know, in in week one, and and so that didn't you know that didn't turn out too poorly. Um, I think you know, so top tier Elliott and Henry are the guys I'm looking at. Uh, if you want to move down further, um, you know, Raheem Mostert going up against the Jets, Todd Gurley going up against the uh, the the Cowboys are uh, are matchups that I I kind of like. And I mean, I mean, everybody and their grandma is going to go with Jonathan Taylor, right? Who doesn't want to take Jonathan right. Taylor out for a spin? Yeah, I agree with you. $5,700 against Minnesota. Uh, you know, we saw the success that Aaron Jones had last week. Um, and the fact that he was using the passing attack. I mean, I don't think people were expecting six targets to go Taylor's way with guys like Hines uh, on the roster. Uh, so if he's going to give you that added bonus, of uh you know in ppr leagues like DraftKings is uh yeah i think taylor is going to be one of the more chalkier plays Hines is right below him at 5300 i think you'll see a lot of that um what do you think about ronald jones i mean <laughs> i was just looking at him you know i mean he got 17 carries 66 yards i thought maybe it was lip service at following the signing of fournette that they kept on saying ronald jones is our guy as they kept on drafting and signing more and more running backs it could be a case that, they, that Fournette's not acclimated yet really to the playbook, um, but Jones got a lot of the, all the snaps. Jones was the feature back, 17 for 66, not the greatest, but now he's getting a much better matchup home against Carolina where Josh Jacobs just ran all over them. Uh, are you buying the Ronald Jones hype into week two? I mean, for that price tag, why wouldn't you, right? I mean, it just it would be that's bad business. You know, you're getting a good price. You know he's getting the touches. Eventually, we think he's going to lose this job to to Leonard Fournette. But, you know, ride the wave until it breaks. That's that's my feeling about it. So for 52, uh, I'm I'm in. I'm definitely in uh, on that. What about uh, what about shooting down even lower? Um, Zach Moss at 48. Kind of intrigued by that. I know it's it's Miami and I know you've got Devin Singletary there. But, you know, Moss is another guy who's just he's involved on a regular basis. It's not nobody's shying away from him as a rookie. Yeah. And, and you know, they said that he was going to have that role uh, anyways. They talked about him uh, being a pass catching back. He got targets. Uh, they also talked about him getting uh, the uh, goal line carries. And he actually got a handful of red zone touches uh, in that game. Uh, he had four of them. So. Uh, you know, just the fact that he could potentially have that touchdown upside uh, is nice. The problem is it was Josh Allen again that actually got the rushing touchdown when they got <laughs> to the red zone. Uh, so, uh, you know, Moss wasn't able to convert on, on that red zone, on those red zone touches. But, um, you know, I don't hate it. I, you know, I was actually surprised to see Singletary get seven targets in that game. Um, you know, if they're going to involve Singletary in both backs more as pass catchers, that should uh, only float both of their uh fantasy value so I, I think that's not a bad one um any interest in a guy you know potentially like adrian peterson who got the majority of the carries with detroit last week 14 for 93 it looked really good against the bears 
you know, now going up against the Green Bay defense, we saw Dalvin Cook and, and Alexander Madison for that point, um, you know, actually have strong games. Do you do you believe in AP here? I mean, if I'm playing on FanDuel, I would consider it. I don't necessarily know. Uh, what I don't know what his price is over there, but, you know, I mean, I think with DeAndre Swift, I think we, we pretty much have our uh, a ceiling on Adrian Peterson. I mean, you know, what's he, what's, you know, what, what's the floor are we going to get from, from him? I mean, Peterson's, are we going to get 50 Peterson's yards 55. and a touchdown? Peterson's 55 over on, uh, on FanDuel. Well, I mean, I, I was a little bit encouraged by the fact that he was even targeted in the passing game. He had three catches. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, like, you know, what is it that we're hoping for here out of AP? But, you know, he's going to, he's going to get the goal line work if they get down in that area. Um, in my opinion, and you know, he did look good. So again, just looking for a cheap play, um, guy. You know, again, he's only. Um, I just had his price tag there. Where did, where did he go on me? He said fifty-five. He's 47. 47. He's 47. 47 on so, yeah. So I mean, like again, just just a guy that you know you kind of popped a little bit in week one, and, and and has another matchup that could generally be favorable in week two. So again, looking for some cheapies. He was someone that you know potentially stuck out to me. Um, you know, that was there. Yeah, what about Antonio Gibson at 4,300? You know, it's on the road. It's in Arizona. Uh, Arizona's run defense really, you know, not, you know, not phenomenal, not not great at all. And then, you know, we saw what what Raheem Mostert did to them last week, both on the ground and through the air. I mean, it was a little tougher for him on the ground, but through the air, he had that big, long touchdown. Yeah. Um, You know, can Gibson be uh, that kind of a wild card for the, the football team? Uh, when they're taking on Arizona, Arizona's got a much better secondary uh, to kind of contain those runs. Yeah, he should be a good dog throw. I, I guess I, I wish that he saw more targets. J.D. McKissick actually had five targets for them out of that backfield. Yeah. And then Peyton Barber had seven red zone touches uh, or seven carries inside the 10-yard line. So, you know, Peyton Barber, despite being a bad football running back, he averaged 3.1 yards per carry last year. He averaged 1.7 uh, the other day, teams continue to give him the football, and he found the end zone twice. So I'm hoping eventually that uh, Antonio Gibson is able to sort of establish more of a role as either the pass-catching back or an early-down guy. Um, but, yeah, you're looking at dart throws. I think that he probably fits in um, you know, fits in well there. Uh, anybody else at for value, at least on the outset right now, that maybe piques your interest? Any any uh, Frank Gore love, you know, going in? There, there will now? be there will be no Frank Gore love, but I will say this: How about uh, a contrarian Tevin Coleman play? Everybody's on Mostert. Everybody is even on McKinnon. Uh, Tevin Coleman is four grand, min, you know, four grand on uh, on on DraftKings here. Um, and listen, I think if San Francisco, uh, who is struggling at the receiver position. Uh, I, I think that, you know, they're going to utilize all three running backs. And, and who's to say that when San Francisco jumps out to the lead, that they just don't start, you know, grinding it out. Uh, and, you you know, you save Mostert and you kind of ha- let Coleman do it. He had a lighter workload than, uh, than the other guys last week uh, because of obviously the air quality issues yeah. for him. I agree uh, with so you. He- yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. I, I, and, uh, you know, like you said, he's flying under the radar. I think people who didn't pay attention to the fact that his his snap count was reduced only because of the air quality. So uh, I like that 4K. That's a good dark throw. I, I like that a lot. All right. Well, then there you go. That's about it for running back for me. All righty, wide receivers. Uh, oh, yeah. Devontae, I love Devontae this. Adams, uh, up top, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyree Kill. I mean, 
there is an elite elite group here at the very top. Um, you know, who are the guys that you're maybe prioritizing over the others? I know personally, uh, I, I have a lot of Atlanta Dallas game stacks uh, as some initial builds. So seeing guys like Julio Ridley uh, up top have made a lot of my lineups. Yeah. Oh, with, without question, without question. I don't think you can go wrong with Devontae Adams uh, at all. And, and you know that Kyler Murray is going to get the, uh, the targets over to, uh, to Deandre Hopkins, but yeah, I listen, I love, uh, I, you know, I love seeing Adam Thielen, uh, at the 7,200. I love the, the Calvin Ridley, uh, at 6,800 to the point where, you know, it's like, all right, one lineup, uh, you know, we're going to stack, uh, we're going to stack Julio and Ridley, uh, and make that happen. Or do you go Julio engaged? Do you go Ridley engaged? Like, where are you going to end up stacking that? I think there's a lot of combinations that you can do. So, I mean, I kind of, I, I dig that, that this entire, uh, upper tier, uh, anything seven grand or higher, uh, including Ridley at 68. I think that's, uh, that's rock solid, rock solid. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, what you, what's your thoughts here? Again, we, we talked about how we liked Big Ben, obviously. Juju Smith-Schuster's at 6500 uh, And if you wanted to save a little bit of money uh, on that one, uh, for whatever reason, Deontay Johnson's only $4,500. That's amazing, right? It's amazing. Um, all because he didn't get into the end zone. Forget about how many targets he saw. He saw a ton of targets. Yeah, he saw 10. Yeah, I mean, so... Uh, yeah, I love that as a uh, as a dive. I'll go to Juju. I mean, you know, it's it's definitely again we said you know with with AJ Bouye now also out for that Denver secondary. Um, you know, I'm not worried about the slot. I'm not worried about the outside. I think it's uh, it's definitely a, a a place to live. Um, I'd like to see Allen Robinson step it up uh, against a very very soft uh, New York Giants defense. Also, uh, does the squeaky wheel get the grease? He should. I mean, he's by far the best player on their roster, so uh, they should throw him the football. Um, and like we said, we just saw the Steelers kind of torch that defense. So I think Allen Robinson, hopefully, you know, if he comes out of here with anything less than like eight or nine targets, uh, we should be immediately looking to fire Matt Nagy. I think that's just, uh, again, just poor, poor play calling in that sense. Uh, what do you think about Marquise Brown? He was a guy that I liked a lot last week, had some shares of him. Uh, 6,200, you know, five catches, six targets, 101 yards uh, up against Houston. We know Houston last week, uh, not very good. Um, I love Marquise Brown. I do. I do. He's going to make it into a ton of my lineups also. Um, I think he's just, he's a, he's an emerging guy. And, you know, the funny thing is, is right around his price tag, uh, you know, you look at it, am I going to pay up for a bum heel, uh, you know, a bum ankle on Amari Cooper? Uh, Galladay's hurt. Uh, Fuller's going to be covered, blanket covered over there. Uh, and then just below him, you know, A.J. Brown's not going to play. I, I love of, DJ. A lot of questionables in this area. <laughs> right? Lot, you know, I mean, it's like Marquise Brown, D.J. Chark. Uh, give me those guys and then, you know, get me the hell out of this range here. Like, you know, bring me lower. Bring me, you know, I'll even take I'll even take a, a $5,700 T.Y. Hilton here. I was going to say, T.Y. at 57 looks nice to me. I think everybody, though, is going to pivot to that Michael Gallup at 56. I think get, Gallup yeah. at 56 is going to be a very popular play. I know, you know, you look at his, his game against the Rams, three ca- uh, catches, five targets, 50 yards, and you're like, eh, you know, I, I kind of was hoping for more. But, again, 
Put that aside, Rams are a much better defense than Atlanta. Now Dallas is at home. So if Cooper is out or hobbled, I mean, Gallup at 56 is a lock and load. Yeah, well, if Cooper is out, then I'm going even further down to CeeDee Lamb at 47. You may honestly not have to roster a guy that's above $5,000 at wide receiver because you could go CeeDee Lamb. You could go, as we already mentioned, um, Deontay Johnson. Uh, we talked about already Paris Campbell's $4,500 um, at that price level. I mean, there is a bunch, a bunch of guys. Russell Gage, yeah, I know you mentioned $4,800. There's so many guys under $5,000 that I think can make your lineups this week um, at the wide receiver position. Yeah, there definitely are. Where is um, – well, I'm going to have to – before I do that. Oh, yeah, there you go, $3,400. Give me Adam Humphreys. Right? right? PPR League, Adam Humphreys. I mean, no, 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 AJ Brown, Corey Davis, everybody paying attention to him. Right. And David me... Davis today limited with a hamstring at practice. Right. And did you see what Arthur Smith said? Arthur Smith said, uh, you know, the, the, the defense that they, the coverage schemes uh, that they were facing were the reasons for why you know why we threw the ball so much to Corey davis which you know if you read through the, like the entire quote he's he's basically saying yeah stop making Corey davis a thing uh that's what worked out for this time chances are is that doesn't work out the next time either right right so, so I, I agree i mean under 5k wide receivers um i mean darius slayton even i mean what what's your take with darius slayton Obviously, uh, listen, he has... he's he's boomer bust. He's he's going to get that deep ball. And listen, I think the Giants are going to play from behind a lot. Uh, so I'm in. I'm, I'm OK with that. Nine targets, six catches, seemingly carried over that chemistry with uh, Daniel Jones last year, even though everybody else was uh, was rather healthy. So I'm tr- I, I've tried to go back and forth. Was it that Pittsburgh's defense is good enough that they took away anger and they took away Shepard and Slayton was just the guy with the best matchup? Or is it that Slayton is the guy now? And I, and I need to, uh, I want to, I guess I need to figure that out on my own sooner rather than later. Uh, what about, let's, let's, how about this one here? Everybody's darling right now. Chris Godwin dealing with a concussion. Mike Evans, who knows? Are you driving the Scotty Miller train? Scooter? Yeah. I mean, why not? Right. <laughs> he, he meets all the qualifications for a Tom Brady receiver. And I'll just leave it at that. So uh, you know, I, I think that that's not a, not a terrible play. Forty one hundred. Like I said, you probably don't need to spend up for a wide receiver this week. Maybe that means you're putting Christian McCaffrey in your lineup because you can pay up for him this week uh, with the number of wide receivers that we've wild off under five k. Scotty Miller, like you mentioned, Godwin's uh, uh, potentially out. Uh, we know Evans could be not a hundred percent. So Miller got the work, got the targets, uh, and now gets a very soft defense. Yeah, it's um. Wait, here you go. I'm gonna build you. You ready? Here's here's the 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 semi trash lineup uh, that I I know you're gonna love. Let's uh, go ahead. Pick me a wide receiver. You wanna go Mike Williams at 4200? I need a wide receiver 4300 or cheaper. Did you already throw Scotty Miller in there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go James Washington. You wanna go James Washington at 4100? All right, so how about this trash lineup here? We uh, we paid down for Philip Rivers at fifty nine. Uh, we go McCaffrey and Elliott. 
as our running backs. Right. Scotty Miller, Adam Humphreys, James Washington. Uh, we Mark Andrews it in the tight end spot. Tevin Coleman flex and give you the Steelers D because you love the Steelers D at home. Oh, way to give it away, Howard. I do love the Steelers D, though. We are we're, we're <laughs> definitely locking and loading uh, the Steelers defense this week. So uh, all in. All, all right, up. so a ton of value, ton of value at wide receiver here. Let's uh, let's go to the tight end position then, yeah, let's do uh, it. and see. I I don't mind paying up for Mark Andrews. No, Andrews is fine. Again, I mean, we what we expected last week came through. Two touchdowns. He's a red zone monster uh, for them when they get in that area. Um, you know, I, we shouldn't be uh, you know shocked by those results. Uh, I'm a little bit intrigued by Zach Ertz here. Um, I know he had an awful game, uh, but he did find the end zone. He was targeted seven times. And for whatever reason, and this is what I realized uh, maybe a little bit too late last year, is that Zach Ertz at home is far and away better than Zach Ertz on the road. It's like almost like a five-point fantasy difference between the two players. Um, so I can take a bite out of Zach Ertz at home this week. Um, you know, While everybody's probably riding the Dallas Godert train uh, because they, they look at Oh, he had all the targets. He had all the receptions. Not really understanding, uh, you know, that the defense that they faced kind of took everything else away. And Godert was the the available guy for Wentz to throw the football to. Um, so I think Ertz could find himself with very limited ownership here in this spot against the Rams. Um, and it's it's again just feeding off home road splits from last year. Not always the smartest play. Um, I think I would take a dart throw at Ertz at fifty six. Yeah, I would definitely go out. Wait, wait, wait. you said what? Uh, who, what? Ertz at 56. Yeah, Ertz at 56. That's what I thought you said. Yep. Um, yeah, I would definitely give uh, give Zach Ertz a look there. And I guess, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on the ownership percentage stuff. Like, keep me away from, from Dallas Goddard. That's going to be the chalkiest of uh, of chalk. So I'm, I'm not into that. Um, what about some of the other tight end thoughts that, that, that we have? Um you know, again with Galladay out, does Hawkinson become uh, an intriguing option for you? Um, Hayden Hurst. I was talking about the uh, the Dallas linebackers uh, yeah. being out, and really just that that open. You know, the middle of the field is just going to be wide open. So I kind of look to him yeah, uh, as another Hurst, possibility. Yeah, Hurst is a really good option. I think this week um, the volume of passing that Matt Ryan did last week was absolutely insane. So. Um, I, and I could see Hurst having himself a nice game here, uh, just given the fact that we're expecting another shootout. So uh, I, I like that call a lot. I have some intrigue here on Eric Ebron. Uh, he didn't really come through for us last week. Again, this is more of a, if you're doing the 20 max, maybe he makes a couple of your lineups as like Steeler stacks. Um, you know, we only had two targets, one reception, but he's a big red zone guy. Uh, you know, we Denver allowed two touchdowns of tight ends last week. Um, you know, so I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit intrigued here, potentially, uh, you know, with a, with a dart throw upside play of Ebron. Yeah. I wouldn't mind the dart throw upside play at Ebron. What about, um, you uh, speaking of dart throws? Well, first of all, with Godwin out, do we go back to the OJ Howard? Well, does that work out for you? And then right, he's 39 and then right under him, Jimmy Graham against the giants, uh, $3,800. Yeah, um, so I think O.J. Howard's certainly interesting. Uh, he was in the Bargain Plays a video by Jen Piacenti this week. Um, you know, we got six targets, four catches. They talked a lot about wanting to run sort of that 12 formation, and people thought, oh, well, maybe Howard's going to be able to 
um, maybe have a bounce back season. He did find the end zone, but you're right. If they're taking guys off the field to catch a football, Howard's a pass catching tight end. So, um, yeah, I think I think Howard is fine. I do like Graham. I know they have an improved defense now with the Giants. You know, it's not Giants defense of two years ago where I think you lining up a tight end was probably finding the end zone on them. Um, but Graham was a like a you know a ball's length short of being uh, a two touchdown guy last week. He was down at like the half inch line uh, on a reviewed call that initially gave him a second touchdown. Seven targets here is pretty solid target share. So I don't mind Jimmy Graham at 3,800. He was part of my lineups last week uh, with my stacks with Trubisky. So uh, it paid off. If he throws the tight end as much as they say they're going to, it looks like Graham could be in for another high target share. I agree. I agree. All right. Now about a a couple of dirty, filthy, disgusting 3,300 Dan Arnold going up against the Washington football team who, you know, again, over 100 yards uh, and, and two touchdowns to uh, to the Eagles' tight ends um, and get a little dirtier, a little filthier. If Jack Doyle is out, what about a little Mo Alley Cox? Oh, man. Oh. Here, here, this is why I'm getting, I get a little upset with this because I actually drafted Trey Burton in some best ball leagues because I wasn't <laughs> sure of the health of of Jack Doyle and I thought hey you know Burton has familiarity in the system with Frank Reich maybe he can come through uh but now it's Moali Cox because the injury that I figured may occur here ended up happening I'm probably not still going to go in that direction though um but I do like a guy that is uh, a little bit more expensive than Dan Arnold another guy that had a high target share and of course has one of our best matchups and that's um you know, opposite of that in Logan Thomas, he gets the Cardinals. Um, and to me that, you know, he's coming off a game which hit eight targets, found the end zone. You know, dark throw play right there for Washington football team. Sure, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's uh, if, if he's going to see the targets, you know, Arizona was that team that we, uh, you know, that we utilized last year uh, for that. Does Isaiah Simmons now in the middle of that field kind of change that up for you, though? Like, you know, we, we talk about uh, year-to-year data being shady and suspect at times. Uh, did the Cardinals do enough uh, on their defense to make sure that they've uh, they've kind of solidified that a little better? Yeah, I mean, hey, it's very much possible. Um, I just like the target share that he ended up getting. Um, and, and things could be cer- certainly circumstantial to why that ended up happening. Uh, you know, Terry McLaurin had Darius Slay on him for most of that game. They didn't get much going with Sims and, and Thomas. Again, only only converted four of those eight passes. So uh, not a guy that obviously I'm saying make core part of your lineup here. Um, but, you know, a guy that could potentially be on your radar. Uh, one more dirty dart throw if you want to go that route. $2,600, Jordan Reed. I'm done with this podcast right now. All right, all right. Just you know, can can you do me a favor and step into my office, please, listen, John? Listen, listen. Your Jets are not very good, and <laughs> George Kittle is probably not going to play. So, just saying. Just saying. I know what you're saying. I hate hearing it. So, I will. Yeah, that's all you, dude. That's all, all right. you. I'll probably have at least one Jordan Reed lineup this. Good. Week. You know what? I hope that lineup comes in dead last. I thought you were gonna say he hits the millie so we could split it, but that's fine. Cheer, no, cheer for me to lose I'm, and not win. I'm so, I'm so against him that I wouldn't even I wouldn't want your dirty money. <laughs> Just send it to you wrapped in a Jordan Reed jersey. 
Uh, let's move to defense here. I've already mentioned that I'm a big Steelers. You you sold me out. You've already mentioned that I'm a big Steelers fan. Uh, this obviously sends back to last year. Pretty much any time Pittsburgh was home for us last year, we rode that defense. They were an absolute monster. Uh, now, no fans. Maybe that changes some things here. But, uh, you know, Denver, you know, wasn't exactly the most impressive offense. Now they're coming across country here to go to Pittsburgh and play uh, a really strong Steelers defensive unit. So, uh, $3,800, I'm going to be putting in a lot of Pittsburgh to my lineups this week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, there, there's no need with this matchup. I mean, as inept as the Jets are, I don't. there's just no need to pay even the extra $200 for, uh, for the 49ers defense. I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, you know, with the Steelers, I mean, to me, uh, are going to end up being a nice, you know, good, you know, good, good, solid cash game play. Um, what I'm looking for in a defense now is, uh, you know, I mean, kind of, you're, you're not going to find, you're not going to find the min price Washington football team for, you know, 2K uh, against the Eagles and have that them turn that around. But, you know, for paying down for defenses, um, are there any that you would consider uh, based on who we've seen? Um. I mean, I guess it depends on how far we're, we're talking about paying down. Um, you know, the Cardinals for $3,000 home against Washington, I think that could be a play. Um, you know, Cardinals do have some guys that can make some plays on the defensive line, sacks, uh, secondary, you know, not obviously as, you know, ball hawking as it once was. But, again, we're talking about a Washington team that you know, wasn't really good until the end of that game the other uh, last week. So that's probably the lowest I would – maybe consider um is the cardinals at 3k maybe the eagles at 2600 if i really need wanted to get you know a cheap cheap team in there you know the rams uh, again sort of traveling cross country you know what do we trust that offense really is do we think they're gonna you know run the football as much as they did with malcolm brown do we trust jared goff you know so maybe the eagles at home for 2600 uh could also spark a little bit yeah. Okay. So Steelers, it is. Okay. No problem. Yeah. yeah but it's, it, with enough value that we're finding at wide receiver, it's it, you should have no in quarterback. Even you shouldn't have a problem putting a good defense in your lineup this week. Yeah. No. Not at all. You should not have an issue with that, and be able to spend up at running back as well. Yep. I agree with you, uh, Howard. Before we wrap this up, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I don't really have any final thoughts. I'll be uh, updating the watch list, uh, on Friday. Well, so Friday afternoon, uh, playbook will come out on Saturday and, uh, let's just crush it. FA nation as Fensty would say, uh, let's dominate. There's no other option. Let's dominate. There is no other option. That's true. And if you use promo code dominate, save 20% off the NFL pro package. Hey, why not? Great word. Uh, but for Howard Bender, John and Pember here, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Mm-hmm.